Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Good morning. Welcome to Monday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. So if you're planning to mail in your vote for this month's election, the deadline to apply, like the election itself, is coming up real fast. You have to apply to vote by mail by this Thursday at 5 o'clock p.m. My colleague Tony Arnold is doing some reporting on this, and he says that so far the Elections Board has sent out more than 200,000 ballots, but the majority of them haven't been turned back in yet. If you're in that majority, your ballot has to be postmarked by Election Day on February 28th. You can also put it in a drop box, and there should be one in your ward at an early voting location. You can find more information and apply to vote remotely at chicagoelections.gov. A few weeks ago, we talked on The Rundown about the issue of period poverty. And my colleague Araceli Gomez-Aldana is reporting on a new center on the South Side that's looking to help end the problem. Ches Smith founded the Girls in the Hood Foundation five years ago. Before she opened the center, though, she was working out of her hood mobile, teaching reproductive health education and providing tampons and pads. I know girls are missing days of school or if they use it like newspaper or paper towels, then they have an accident to school. And now, you know, they have to be sent home and they ruining the uniform pants. So if mom is struggling to make ends meet, you might have to wait two weeks till she get her check to buy more uniform pants for you to go back to school. The center is open six days a week on the corner of 71st and St. Lawrence. And if you want to know more about menstrual equity and period poverty, check out our episode called Understanding Menstrual Equity and Detaching the Stigma from Periods. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts. More news on the Illinois assault weapons ban from my colleagues at the Chicago Sun-Times. Early this past weekend, a federal judge in Chicago denied a motion that was seeking to block the ban in the state. Judge Virginia Kendall also denied a similar ordinance in Naperville. She ruled that both bans on selling assault weapons are, quote, constitutionally sound because they're, quote, particularly dangerous weapons and high-capacity magazines are particularly dangerous weapon accessories. What's special about this is that it's the first decision from a federal judge that's considering whether the ban meets the standards set out by the Supreme Court last year. And that ruling, whose majority opinion was written by Justice Clarence Thomas, restrictions on weapons must be limited to dangerous and unusual arms that are not commonly used. And there was another big ruling in Illinois last week that affects data privacy cases. A manager at White Castle here in Chicago sued the fast food company for not getting her consent before requiring that she scan her fingerprint to access her pay stubs. The court ruled that this violated the Illinois biometric privacy law. And listen up, the person can win damages for each and every time their data was collected. Mark Densler is with the Illinois Manufacturers Association. He says this could lead to businesses having to pay billions of dollars. When you talk about companies investing in Illinois and you talk about wanting to attract jobs and economic development and they see the types of decisions coming out of Illinois courts, they're going to pass on Illinois. Ed Yonka with the ACLU of Illinois called the decision a win for protecting individual privacy. And now it's time for a few quick hits. 
This week marks one year since Russia invaded Ukraine. And this morning, President Biden made an unannounced visit to Kyiv to express solidarity with the Ukrainians. He met with President Volodymyr Zelensky and made a few announcements. For one, a half billion dollars of additional assistance to Ukraine and two, new sanctions on Russia. Biden said he'll release more details in the next few days. You can go to NPR.org for more info on that. And over the weekend, the Cook County Land Bank gave away 12 vacant lots in Inglewood. Residents and community groups in the neighborhood were the ones who received them. The land bank was created to get rid of blight. Some of the lots will become home to a pop-up arts and culture spot. And a Detroit-bred, Chicago-based icon in courtroom television is hanging it up. The Judge Mathis show has ended after 24 seasons, which makes Greg Mathis the longest-running black male host on television. As for weather today, partly cloudy and warm. It's currently in the low 30s, but it's going up to the mid-40s in the afternoon, going down to the low 40s tonight. Now, as a reminder, our morning episodes are coming in at a new time. I'll be here in your ears around 8-ish every morning, Monday through Friday. And that's it for now. Later today, I'm talking with the creators of this new show on WeTV called Cold and Windy. It's giving empire meets power, but it's very much Chicago. Drama, scandal, and ooh, drill music. Because of the news of drill in Chicago, and it also having such a negative connotation, we felt like it was important to tell the story behind not just what the sensationalism, what you see on the news. The creators are going to tell us about how they're using the show to subvert the narrative of what it's like on the South Side. That's today at 2. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you then. 